This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Welcome to Lent. Welcome to the season, this 40-day season of entering with Christ in the wilderness. And on this first Sunday of Lent, there's a lot of things going on and we'll hear the readings that the church gives us in the liturgy. But I also want to point your attention and your awareness and your prayer intentions for the people in your parish, in your diocese or archdiocese who are preparing to receive the sacraments. They're preparing to receive baptism, confirmation, and first Holy Eucharist at the Easter Vigil. Now, this was me in the year 1999. I was I was on a journey with several other men and women in Tillamook, Oregon, through a program called RCIA or OCIA, an order or a rite of initiation of Christian adults. And this time for us, those who may have already been baptized as a Christian or those who have no Christian or religious background at all, who are seeking full communion into the Catholic church and to receive the sacraments of the church. And so this weekend, the first Sunday of Lent, traditionally in the church, I'm going to read it here from the Magnificent, on this Sunday, the rite of election or enrollment of names may be celebrated after the homily. So this could happen at your local parish. For those catechumens who are to be admitted to the sacraments of Christian in the initiation at the Easter vigil. Now, what's really exciting for us at our parish this year is that our parish, St. Rose in Longview, Washington, will host the rite of election for all of the neighboring parishes. So all of the different individuals who are preparing to receive baptism, confirmation, and first Holy Eucharist this Easter vigil are coming to our parish. We're hosting, and typically this would happen at your cathedral. But because there are parishes all over uh, the diocese, whether we're in the Seattle diocese, some of you listening might be in the Portland diocese, wherever you are, it's not really practical for you to travel necessarily to your cathedral. They'll have other uh, local gatherings and one parish will host many parishes to come. And there is this beautiful rite. Now, what's necessary at these rites of election 
which isn't on this Sunday, but it's on uh, the opportunity for uh, the people to come together who have put their names in the book. So what's happening this Sunday is at your local parish, at one of the masses, all of the individuals who are in formation to receive the sacraments will actually sign a special book. And that, and I did that in Tillamook. Actually, we did go to the cathedral for this, but you'll sign your name in a book. And then all of those people and all of those names will be coming together at a particular gathering with the bishop in the next few days. For us, we're actually gathering this Friday with one of our bishops in the Diocese of Seattle to come together to pray for these individuals. And it is such a beautiful time. These next six weeks for these men and women and many children who are preparing for baptism, confirmation, and their first Holy Eucharist, you know, this is their final time of preparation to receive the sacraments. And so if you have already received the sacraments of the church, I really invite you to walk with these people with your prayers, to be looking for them in the pews. You you hopefully have already met them through different rites in the church already as they've been presented, but be aware that there are several, if not quite a few, men and women and young people who are preparing to receive the sacraments at Easter Vigil. And this Sunday, they will be signing their names in the book and making that next promise that they want to continue to move forward to prepare themselves to receive baptism, confirmation, and First Holy Eucharist. It's just powerful. And I think we have an opportunity, we're invited to go outside of your own Lenten journey to be on the journey with others who are seeking union with Christ, who are seeking the most important thing, Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. And in order to receive the Eucharist, We need to be baptized. We need to make a confession of faith. We need to have our confirmation. And then we receive that beautiful gift of grace, that sacrament of Holy Eucharist. So be aware of that as we enter this time of Lent. Okay, I want to open this first Sunday of Lent with the collect, but I'm going to go back to the collect you heard at Ash Wednesday because it is a powerful collect prayer. And if you have a book, I have both the Magnificat and the Word Among Us, and this collect is in the readings for Wednesday, February 14th. Let's pray this together. And again, as I mentioned this a lot, these collect prayers could be your prayer all season long. It's beautiful. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. That is a beautiful prayer to lead us into this time of Lent. So let's begin with our readings today for this first Sunday of Lent. We'll begin with a reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, See, 
I'm now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. God added, this is the sign that I'm giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings so that the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. The word of the Lord. Our Psalm is Psalm 25. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from of old. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice and he teaches the humble his way. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Our second reading, a reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. In it, he also went to preach to the spirits in prison, who had once been disobedient, while God patiently waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few persons, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism, which saves you now, it is not a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. The word of the Lord. Our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The Gospel of the Lord. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I spent a lot of time reflecting on those catechumens and candidates, the elect that are coming into the church. And again, I mentioned the sacraments. They are coming to seek truth. They're coming to seek wholeness. They're coming to seek healing, wholeness, truth, healing, all comes from one source, Jesus Christ, God, the Almighty, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And these men and women have been on a journey since last summer, uh, since last fall, maybe for some of them, even before that, journeying to, to make that relationship, to let go of the old ways and to put on the new life in Christ. And so we hear a bit about baptism, about the waters of salvation. And so I just want to look at a few things today. I typically like to look at a word or a phrase or a theme. And today it's driven. It's driven. And we're going to hear that, that idea of being driven into the desert from the gospel of Mark today. But I want to look into just briefly St. Paul. But first I want to look into St. Peter. St. Peter and St. Paul have some wisdom to offer us today. And I've, I've opened up the book of St. Peter and we hear a little bit about the suffering of Christ. If you look in First Peter chapter oh, 03 and 4, the themes of the readings are Christian conduct and Christian suffering and Christian restraint. And we get a bit of this reading in verses 18 through 22. But before those verses, St. Peter is writing in here, uh, he's talking to the people about how to conduct yourselves, how to conduct your life. And there's a beautiful blessing that he offers in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And I just want to share this with you. You can look it up in your Bible. And it's a blessing that you might inherit this blessing. And it's this. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep the tongue from evil and the lips from speaking deceit, must turn from evil and do good, seek peace and follow after it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears turn to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against evildoers. And that's first Peter. First Peter goes on in chapter four. So right after the reading we hear about the suffering of Christ for the sins of all of us, he says this, and, and I think this is what we take as this invitation in Lent. We're, we're conforming our ways to Christ. And so here's the suggestion of first uh, Peter chapter four, verses one and two. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same attitude so as not to spend what remains of one's life in the flesh on human desires, but on the will of God. There it is. You know, we talk about fasting and prayer and almsgiving. We're looking at things of the flesh, these temptations that lead us to only focus on this material world in this material life. And yet when we 
suffer, when we refrain from the desires of the flesh, we've got a spiritual goal. That goal is life with Christ forever. The will of God. Such wisdom right there in 1 Peter. I want to go into the desert because this is the journey of the Lenten season is to follow Christ in these 40 days that he spent in the desert. And so let's go back to some of the words of St. Mark. And it says, the spirit drove Jesus into the desert. Now, I want to go back to Mark because we've been in the book of Mark for this year B. We'll hear not as much of it in Lent, but remember, Mark is short and concise and powerful. Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, is talking about the baptism of Jesus. So right before this account, which is in the first Sunday of Lent, the temptation of Jesus, Mark chapter 1, verse 12, we hear, On coming up out of the water, he saw, John the Baptist saw, the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him, Jesus. We hear the account of Jesus's baptism and a voice came from the heaven. We hear this account in every gospel a little bit differently, but we hear the account of Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist, and we hear this voice crying from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased, exclamation point. So now Jesus is being manifest to the world. There's a declaration, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Trinity is shown here. Jesus, the spirit descending like a dove and the voice of God, we hear it all. And what happens immediately? The temptation of Jesus in the desert. The spirit drives him into the desert. (laughs) My husband said, were they taking a, a Jeep, a Hummer, a four by four into the desert? What kind of What kind of vehicle did the spirit drive? But right, there's this force of the spirit driving Jesus into his mission. What are, what are the, what are, what are the gifts of the spirit? I looked at first Corinthians chapter 12, verses four through 10. You can look it up. St. Paul is talking about these spirits, these spirits, uh, these gifts of the spirit that we can receive and we'll receive them in different quantities in different ways. Each and every one of us are unique, but he talks about the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, mighty deeds, prophecy, varieties of tongues, interpretation of tongues. These are the different gifts that St. Paul is writing about in 1 Corinthians. And so as we are in this Lenten journey and we look at Jesus being driven into the desert by the Spirit, the Spirit is accompanying Jesus on his mission to save us. His mission is to die, is to be sacrificed, is to bear our sins, not only your sins and my sins, the sins of the whole world for all of time. 
We can't even fathom that. I, I can't fathom it. Can you fathom that? But this is Jesus's purpose. And so the spirit accompanies Jesus in that time where he is going to face human suffering. He's going to be hungry. He's going to fast his body, his body that was given to him by the blessed mother. His body took flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the DNA of his mother, our blessed mother. He's going to feel those, those, those sufferings that we would feel of thirst, of hunger, of, oh boy, I wish I would have some comfort right now, but he will be in 40 days of the desert. And then he will be tempted by Satan in all the ways that Satan tempts us, but even more because Satan is tempting the son of God. We're not the son of God. So we're going to have different kinds of temptations, you know, hey, make all the money you want. Hey, endure all the uh, the desires of flesh that you want. Come on, you know you can have it. Come on. Jesus is going to receive those same temptations, but he will never, never fall to those temptations. I'm going to ask us today, I'm asking myself today, as I looked up those, those spiritual gifts of the spirit, that in this time of Lent, pick one. There's so many things that we can do, and, and I'm trying to discern what's the one thing, what are the few things that I'm going to do this Lent, I'm going to try to incorporate in my life, I'm going to get rid of. Pick one gift that you feel you need in order to combat the, the difficulties that are coming into your life. It's when we're weak. It's when we're tired. It's when we're hungry, confused, depressed, overworked, stressed out, that the temptations will come. You know, Satan came at the end of those 40 days for Christ. And he, and he started to appease to what he thought, oh, he'll fall. He'll fall now. He'll, he's weak. Like those other humans, they're weak. When they're hungry, when they're tired, when they're lonely, when they're depressed, they will fall to those temptations and they'll succumb to the desires of the flesh. What's the easy way out? Make these stones flesh. You can make these stones bread. You can, you can eat right now. Satisfy your hunger right now. Be aware of when you're weak. Be aware when you're stressed out. If you're taking care of kids in the home and you've like, I've had enough, don't put yourself in a temptation, temptate, temptating situation. Be aware of those times when you or your loved ones are put to the test. And in those times of temptation, of hunger, of being tired, of being stressed out, of being overworked, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be surrounded by grace. We cannot battle this alone. We cannot battle this alone. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So pick one that is for you. Because the Spirit drove Jesus into the desert. The Spirit drives us into our vocation. Our vocation, our mission leads us to heaven. You know, Jesus was born for a reason to die, to be the sacrifice for all time for us. Our mission 
is to imitate the life of Christ is to eventually get to heaven. And in the short time that we have to imitate the Lord as best as we can each and every day, falling and falling and falling, the Lord fell three times in the stations of the cross, we will fall. But in those moments of weakness, let's call upon Christ. This is why I have over here a crucifix. You know, that's why on our rosaries, there's a crucifix. We remember that the Lord got up from the fall for love of us, for love of you, for love of me. He thought of you when he fell and he said, no, I'm getting back up. I know my purpose. My purpose is with the Lord. My purpose is to do the will of God. And so we get up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to drive you in your vocation, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your family life, in the work that you do, whatever it is that you're called to do right now, ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a particular one that will guide you, will help you, whether it's wisdom, whether it's discernment, maybe you've got some some decisions you're wrestling with, or it's an interpretation of tongues. You've got a prayer ministry, whatever it is, it's individual to you. Call on the Holy Spirit. I want to close with this reflection and meditation from In Conversation with God. We can always count on God's grace to overcome any temptation whatsoever. But do not forget, my friend, that you need weapons in this spiritual battle. And your weapons have to be these. Continuous prayer, sincerity, and frankness with your spiritual director or your confessor. The Holy Eucharist and the Sacrament of Penance. A generous spirit of Christian mortification, which will bring you to flee from the occasion of sin and to avoid idleness, humility of heart and a tender and filial devotion to Our Lady, comforter of the afflicted and refuge of sinners. Always turn confidently to Our Lady and say, my mother, I trust in you. Be driven by the Holy Spirit this Lent and let the Holy Spirit work in your life so that you and I will better imitate the life of Christ. Peace be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.